हेलो एवरीबडी दिस इज बाला रामदुरई आई एम एन इनोवेशन फेसिलिटेटर एट माइंड्री टुडे वी हैव स्पेशल पॉडकास्ट एंड बाई दई हैव मुरली विथ मी सॉरी ऑलमोस्ट फॉगॉट दैट इज इट बाई माई साइड आई हैव मुरली बाई माई साइड आई आई माई नेम इज मुरली आई एम इनोवेशन फेसिलिटेटर एट माइंड्री एज वेल um so today we have a special podcast uh, uh, you know f- uh, we are going to uh, interview or uh, ask a lot of question pick somebody's brain who is on the phone with us uh, uh, mirza faizan who is the uh, ceo of avemsis technologies uh, I, i met him in an entrepreneurship uh, you know forum uh, very energetic very exuberant Uh, personality uh, his uh, in you know enthusiasm is very in, uh, infectious so um, you know that's why we said we need to have him on our podcast um, you know he has been with honeywell mahindra satyam uh, and a few other uh, multinational companies to, to name a few uh, and uh, he has a very very important and interesting innovation um, that uh, i will let him do the talking about uh but it, the broad you know he has worked in avionics and uh, uh, uh and uh, embedded systems and that's his core area um uh, welcome uh, faizan to this uh, podcast res india podcast uh, thank you balai modi good afternoon everyone uh, hi all it will be a pleasure uh, my part to actually share uh, my thoughts you know my entire story with you all excellent um uh, to begin with you know uh, you could start off with what is what does your company do and what is your you know core of your uh, innovation that your story to begin with what what is it that you your company does could you explain to us okay uh, advances uh, is a portfolio of a word uh, three words avionics and embedded systems so here we have set uh, expectations right for everyone for the customers for uh for people who come to us so we actually avionics um you know is aviation electronics uh, part of it, you know the cockpit display system things like that avensis was conceived uh, with the idea of implementing our innovative system called grips grips stands for ground reality information processing system so that is the main focus of avensis okay um so in layman terms what, what does your uh, invention and now hence now uh, you know is going to be realized into an innovation uh, do uh, you know grips uh, i've read it on paper i i know about it but i really want uh, you know from your own words uh, to address to a layman you know lots of our uh, listeners are not well versed with avionics so if you can lay it down for a layman that'll be great all right yeah uh I will start with a problem in aviation industry called runway incursion. Uh, runway incursion is a situation when one aircraft is scheduled to lose the runway, and other aircraft comes on the runway due to human error and so many errors, you know. And uh, a collision happens between the two aircrafts. So, you know, uh, there are no systems which are available which can, you know. Um, stop or prevent runway incursion with 100% safety and accuracy so this innovation grips actually prevents runway incursion with 100% safety and accuracy this this is what exactly our innovation is mhm so uh, essentially when there's a airplane landing 
you don't want anything else any other airplane sticking its nose into the runway and your system essentially makes absolutely sure 100% sure that there is absolutely nothing on the runway except my landing plane exactly landing as well as take off landing and take off of course both of them are equally important yes yeah. so how did you uh, hit upon this idea that this is the problem you're going to take and solve uh, what what did you actually go through with you know what was your when did that aha moment come to you saying yes i'm going to take this or was it a planned phase sort of approach all right i will tell you uh, see uh, while working with previous uh, aerospace organizations one of my job profile was to actually investigate air accidents uh, while taking the history of air accidents i came to know that you know the the aviation industry's first worst accident the deadliest accident did not happen in air it happened on the ground that is kennedy's air crash where two boeing 747 collided on the runway uh, you know killing 583 people and way back in 1977 march 1977 mm-hmm. and I, when i went deep into this uh, runway incursions uh, hoping that uh, probably aerospace scientists and engineers might have uh, you know come up with a system which can prevent this uh, at this time because you know Uh, technical advancement has a lot of technical advancement has happened to my horror and shock i found that in 2010 alone there was 966 runway incursion in us 966 966 runway incursion in us alone wow in us alone that's amazing yes, in us alone so uh, this that gave me a message you know that somehow uh, you know the professional aviation industry has failed to actually uh, stop or check uh, incident or an accident which has you know resulted in the aviation industry deadly accident so i i just started thinking on it and then i thought okay fine here's the problem and here's the solution where we can approach and that is what my what's my moment you know, when i started working on crips okay okay um see this uh, uh, podcast we want to really base it on uh constraints or uh, you know in 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 our uh, in the methodology that we all follow or the basis of the formation of this group is called triz t r i z which is a, a systematic way of you know problem solving so in that contradictions or you know you try to increase something and then something comes in the way is a contradiction and we try to solve it we we don't say we have an optimized route but we say we want both of it so what were your uh, so we're going to base this podcast on these constraints so what were basically constraints in the invention part itself we'll come to the innovation part a little later but what were your basic constraints that you had to deal with in solving this problem itself by itself uh, technical uh, technical in nature yes come across in the till this point but number one is uh, the technical constraint uses the constraint uh, by by solving the problem itself mm-hmm. and number two is uh, the other constraint you know like uh, the, so i will just start with the constraint with you know in the problem itself sure uh, see uh, my biggest constraint was you know the availability of current system and thinking out of the box Mm. of the current system you know we have we have uh, you know surface ground monitoring system which is developed by nasa we have multinationals honeywell you know uh, you know multinationals who are working on this technology mm-hmm. and which i found that all are dependent on either on radar or on gps 
And with the availability of that technology and with this kind of incidents happening in the world over, I was somehow convinced that I had to think out of the box. You know, there is a missing link between the technology which has been, you know, proposed by this. So that was the biggest constraint. Thinking out of the box was the biggest constraint in solving the problem itself. Because there is a box already available there in terms of a NASA solution or some yeah. other expensive exactly. solution. Exactly. Okay. So, um, I assume if, uh, you know, um, there would have been, say, uh, 50 accidents in US uh, in the incursion with this NASA technology. I, I may be convinced, you know, I, would, I might have convinced myself, okay, fine, this technology is working fine, we need not any other technology. But the 966 incursion accidents in a year in US, that means three accidents per day, in, you know, with this kind of technology, but somehow it is, you know, like, so, you know, that actually was constant number one. Okay. Uh, there were other constraints, you know, you'll be shocked to know, um, uh, although I work in the aviation industry, I have designed cockpit display systems, flight management systems and all. I am not an aerospace engineer by education. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I am a computer, computer science and embedded system design engineer and uh, how I entered into the avionics and aerospace is very, very interesting. While working on a project in Chennai, I was seeing a flag which is owned by an ex-pilot of Indian Airlines. And he has kept some books in his shelf and one of those books actually defined, you know, gave a lot of knowledge about aircraft and how it works and all that. Mm -hmm. So I started reading that book out of interest and then there was no looking back. What What was the name of the books? Uh, next six months I was working for uh, avionics development project in Honeywell. I hey Faizan, uh, what is the name of the book again? This is, uh, that sort of book, that's actually a handbook given to the flight crew, that is the manual, manual oh. given to the flight crew, the pilot, about the aircraft. Okay. So it, defines, it defines all the systems, subsystems of the aircraft, the cockpit display system, communication system, navigation system. So the pilot actually uses these, these kind, of, kind of books you know, oh. in the cockpit, you know, probably in case of any, any references and all, uh, they, they just have uh, to refer this book, uh, this manual actually. Oh, I thought people stopped reading manuals. Okay, there's somebody who's inspired by reading a manual. Wow, nice. <laughs> yeah, so, now that manual actually changed my life, you know. In that time I was working with very different technology, very different domain. But somehow it has been in my mind, you know, I was always interested in aircraft. Mm -hmm. uh, and so much so that when I was in class 7, I made my own glider and I was about to jump from the second floor of my house so that I could fly. <laughs> so, I was also interested in, you know, immensely interested with aircraft. So I started, I started reading that and in six months I was successful in in actually uh, making a project manager of Honeywell believe that I know a lot about avionics and aerospace domain and then that's how I entered into Honeywell and that's how I entered into avionics and aerospace. Uh -huh. okay. Once I entered into avionics and aerospace, in Honeywell there was a sea of information you know, available there in aerospace domain. So that was my turning point, you know. That again, you know, was my turning point, and then um, really, like people say that I am, you know, I can give some of the theories, you know, of the design and development of the aircraft and subsystems of the aircraft. Mm -hmm. So that's one constraint. Of course, finance is a constraint. Time is a constraint. Time management is a constraint. If you want, I can talk in detail about that. How I manage time, like how while I was working in uh, my previous company and doing my R and D at the same time. Uh, when they came to know about my R&D and the grips, uh, they, were, they are aviation giant in the US, and the, sorry, in France. 
So they said you have to give it to us because you are our employee and uh, you know you have innovated this technology. I I said I I am actually working on this from last three years. Mm. So uh, then they gave me you know offer you say I will we can buy this technology for uh, you know we can give you up to a million euro to sell it. Mm. You sell your design. Uh, I was uh, you know adamant that you know you get it patented in my name. Let the world know that an Indian engineer has uh, invented this. Uh, this system. So uh, they did not agree, and I also did not agree, and I came back to India and I started a business. Ah, I see. Okay. So uh, finance also, uh, you know, uh, finance was a big, big constraint. Uh, uh, I was in India and innovating uh, on something uh, which is not fully developed. I will say that you know, in, in the aviation and aerospace industry is uh, is not very developed in India. Um, so. Um, a lot of people whom we approach for funding and all the still you know we are looking for funding and um, we are not able to raise funds uh, have been helped by my elder brother he introduces funds and uh, my friends uh, so much so my friends and my relatives uh, so much so that i asked my friends you know when they started giving money you know come and have a look at what i am doing let us have a discussion so they said uh, mirza you are doing it it must be something good mm-hmm. so we, uh, we need not come and look at it Um, you know, you go ahead. Uh, but the most shocking uh, thing about the entire story is, is, you know, when we were actually uh, burned out of our entire uh, cash reserve, and then we were like just thinking, we both brothers, what next? And shall we close down? You know, what? Uh, half an hour after that, we got a call from US, and there was this guy and an NRI, uh, and he said, Mirza, and said, yes, he said, I read about you on internet, and, and you're doing great work. And, uh it seems you're looking for funds i said yes and after a couple of email and phone exchanges he sent a check of 10 lakh rupees and oh. till date we have not met mm. <laughs> so uh, uh that, that that's a kind of uh, you know constraint and that's how we have overcome constraint of of course uh, you know uh, i've been supported a lot by friends with this and god Hey Faizan, uh, I had to stop you. Uh, two things that I have to clarify for the international audience: NRI is non-resident Indian, and ten uh, lakhs, one uh, lakh rupee is hundred thousand rupees. Oh, right. sorry. Okay. Uh, just, just so that I am addressing the international audience here. All right. So shall I speak again or? No, yeah, we are fine. We are fine. So uh, the NRI uh, gave you, uh, you know, the the. the One right. one million rupees, so to okay. speak. Okay, I I got it, I got it. So right, I'll take it, I'll take it, take it, take it from now. Okay, um, uh, excellent. So time constraint, financial constraints. So you used trust, you used, uh, you know, you were, you were really sure about coming back to India and that it has to be in your name uh, to go ahead. A uh, very nice, very nice. Um, so uh, now that that is the invention part, and you have now actually developed it into a technology. Uh, what was originally a thought or an idea has now become a technology. And uh, what what is your path forward? How are you taking uh, you know taking it into making it a realizable in in uh, innovation? Uh, you know, making money. Um, you know, keeping your investors happy. So, what is your path forward? And what do you think are the constraints? You know that will come in the way again. Okay. Uh, see, uh, we have developed a working prototype as of now, and uh, the path forward is to uh, you know develop a field field 
you know, operational version of uh, GRIPS. Okay. Uh, this again needs uh, some funding. You know, we are looking for uh, around uh, uh, five million Indian rupees to develop a field working uh, model of the GRIPS. Five five million Indian rupees, you said. Okay. Five million Indian rupees. Okay. Uh, as far as implementing this and commercializing commercializing this uh, technology, GRIPS is concerned. Uh, I, I just want to uh, inform my audience, you know, um, educate my audience that uh, GRIPS actually solves uh, one of the most painful problem in the, you know in aviation industry. That's runway incursion number one, and number two is foreign object detection on runway. What happens most of the time in the runway is that you know, uh, you know, some of the, some of the other foreign object is available on the runway, you know, on the runway. Probably, uh, you know, some metal parts or the tire parts left by the previous aircraft. And when a new aircraft comes on the runway to actually take off, uh, these parts have, can be potentially sucked into the engine of the runway, and then it can cause da- damages. You know, uh, I'll give an example of uh, you know, Concorde aircraft, Air France uh, 4590, which actually sucked in the metal part which was left by a previous aircraft, and uh, it crashed within minutes. Yep. So this system also solves that. You know, um, uh, detection of foreign objects. We have uh, devised. Uh, a complex algorithm which can detect uh, 10 mm into 10 mm. Any anything which is of size 10 mm into 10 mm can be detected and informed within a fraction of a second to the air traffic controller and the runway safety officer. So, um, so with the kind of safety it provides, uh, a lot of airports have shown immense interest in GRIPS. In fact, GRIPS has been recommended to, to national air traffic services uh, and government of UK. Uh, GRIPS uh, has been recommended to Bangalore International Airport, and very soon we have been invited there to give a presentation on GRIPS. Uh, talking about the commercial aspect of GRIPS, and that is very interesting commercial business, commercial model. You know, we have actually evolved. Mm. We will be installing GRIPS on the airport free of cost. Okay. Uh, it is our technology. We will take risk of that. We will not let the airport or the airlines to take any risk. Okay, number one. Number two is we are not going to change. There's no change in the airlines because in in the aircraft, you know. So normally all the other systems which has been actually developed requires a change in the aircraft, and due to a lot of standards and uh, procedures, making any slight change in the aircraft is very very tough. So this way we are not touching the aircraft. Hmm. So implementation is easy, you know. Acceptability by the by the aviation fraternity will be easy. Hmm. Now uh, coming to the commercial part, I have just taken example of uh, top 30 airports in the world. Mm. So top 30 airports in the world generate uh, passenger traffic of uh, 1.5 billion passengers. Wow. Yeah. What we will be doing is we will not be charging the airlines. We will not be charging the airports. Passenger has to pay just 20 cents. Ah. Uh. Just 20 cents for this kind of safety. Uh, let me just compare this 20 cents with other charges at the airport. Assume you are on Bangalore International Airport and you are connected to an aero bridge. Mm. Every time Bangalore International Airport connects an aero bridge, they charge 250 dollars. Wow! And I am charging just 20 cents per passenger. 20 cents to save your life doesn't sound a whole lot. Yes. So, uh, if I'm charging just 20 cents for around 1.5 million passengers in a year, it will generate 2.95 million dollars. Wow. Okay. 
same for the freight for the cargo also okay uh, last year in 2010 uh, 51 million tons of cargo cargo has moved in the top 30 airports i'm talking about the top 30 airports not global airports not okay. globally okay so even if we charge just 2 dollars per ton 2 dollars per ton of cargo hmm it will generate a revenue of uh, 102 million dollars nice so with the top 30 airports in the world i this grip system has a capability to generate around 400 million dollars up and counting hmm this is top 30 airports okay so that's the that's the commercial uh, part of uh, trips okay which we have actually calculated on you know based on the top 30 airports okay so uh what is holding you from you know getting there uh, what are the constraints that will probably either are already there in your way or is going to you know uh, you envisage you know that will come in the way and what probably is your you know uh, tact uh, you know tactic to handle that handle all that uh the first and foremost uh, constraint right now is the funding you know okay in india um, uh, i feel uh, investors are still stick to chewing gum soap and uh, restaurants aviation <laughs> uh, and aerospace domain really need uh, uh, you know very some very adventurous investors who actually feel that yes uh, when indians can do it abroad why don't why can't they do it in india mm. so uh, raising fund is uh, is one of the biggest cost to india that's what's stopping us you know we are 100% ready with everything mm-hmm. Uh, the moment we have fund we can develop uh, within 2 months 3 months we can develop a field operational model okay and uh, you know probably we can install it in any of the airfields also and then we can you know start our marketing and then uh, further processes okay you have all the plans in place except the the funding is really the show stopper right now yes we have all the plans in place okay okay um given that this is a life saving one uh, have you uh, you know people should be i mean people should be flocking to you to uh, get this going so what what is really stopping them from coming to you or uh, you know uh, apart from is is the next level of field trial the only blocking you know something that takes uh, prevents you from taking it to the next level <coughs> see i will uh, just give you a certain examples you know uh, sure. Uh, this is uh, a human nature. I feel uh, most of us back in India mm-hmm. that uh, we do not create heroes, but then if the hero comes up, we are all ready to you know set out, go out and worship them. You know that's why we have just Sachin Tendulkar. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sachin Tendulkar, by the way, is an international cricket uh, star. Here is is a demigod in uh, in India. So this is again for the benefit of international audience.
moment this crash happened, government of India and the DGCA, Director General of Civil Aviation, has made it mandatory that any aircraft which is entering into the Indian airspace mm -hmm. has to have a TCAS installed on that. Okay. So uh, probably uh, um, we are waiting for a you know uh, thing like that happen. God forbid to start talking about grip system. Okay, fine. We have a system which can prevent runway incursion. Let me tell you one thing also. Like we are all also doing our R&D on excursion protection system. Excursion is runway overshooting. The incident which happened at Mangalore. Mm. And uh, we have almost completed uh, the research on that and we will be integrating runway excursion protection system to grip by December this year. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, um, Again, the thing is, you know, like, uh, what, uh, another part of that, another part is that we also have to prove ourselves before people start taking uh, cognizance of our existence. Got it, got it, got yeah. it. So we are also on that stage and, you know, slowly but surely, you know, we are going to prove ourselves. And uh, let me tell you, uh, that, um, there's a magazine called Airport International, which is one of the most reputed magazine in aviation industry globally, published from UK. Okay. Uh, Airport International has uh, run a three-page article on grip system in the August and September issue. Okay. Airports International. That's Airports the name. Airports International. Okay. Yes. Got it. Uh, this is a 44-year-old uh, magazine published from UK. Got it. So uh, this magazine actually goes and sits on the table of all the you know the global decision makers in the airports. So slowly but surely we are on our way. This is what I feel as of now. Got it. Okay. Um, Excellent. So, uh, you know, you've, you've been uh, actually going to the, uh, you know, excellent you know, introduction on uh, all your innovation and your plans ahead and the constraints. I'd like to uh, bring uh, team Aryabhata, which is the Indian team in Google uh, Lunar uh, X competition. So how did, how did that happen? And uh, that's amazing that, uh, you know, you're, you're way ahead and uh, I've never seen this happen before. It was amazing. Well, tell us about that. Alright, so uh, what happened is there was a um, competition called Google Unibex competition in which uh, a privately funded team has to actually design a lunar module and land it on the surface of moon and they have to you know, send moon cast, that is audio and video you know, signals from the moon. Okay. Uh, when I came to know about that, uh, there's one another non-resident Indian called uh, Amit Sarkar. Okay. So uh, we we talked about this, and uh, he's an ex HAL Hindustan and Nautics Limited uh, employee. Uh -huh. So uh, there were 22 teams from all over the globe, you know, and uh, countries as small as uh, New Zealand and Ireland and all that. Uh -huh. And I was shocked to see that. Uh, uh, you know, a 1.2 billion heads com uh, country uh, does not have any team there. So, mm. we said, let us do it. Let us do it for the India. You know, we will uh, have an Indian team also. Mm. So, we, uh, you know, both of us, we started uh, you know, inviting people and uh, then we started, uh, you know, making a team. Um, not, the response was slow, you know, so Amit, uh, in the mid, Amit got slightly disinterested, so I thought of carrying it out, you know, carrying it over. Okay. So, we uh, have reached a stage wherein like, we have formed a team, but uh, let's see, uh, this is, uh, because there's a lot, lot of investment also required in that, you know, the entire project cost was $2 million. Wow. Yeah, so, uh, again, with, uh, you know, without funds, uh, you know, we are not in a position to do a lot of that also. But then yes, we are trying our best. Okay. 
very nice aptly named after uh, uh, an ancient indian astronomer scientist uh, way back in the you know 500 bc he is a very eminent scientist and i i like the name uh, of your team team aryabhatta Uh, yeah, that was like my idea. I said uh, Aryabhatta is also credited uh, for his invention of zero. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, a very strong mathematical tool. Yeah. So um, I said, and he is, uh, you know, um, one of the pioneers of uh, astronomy. Yep, yep. That's so, um, so I said, let us keep. very nice hey one uh, one last question what, uh, you know uh, there are lots of people uh, listening to this who uh, probably want to take it up uh, you know going on their own entrepreneurial spirit um, it's really on the rise in india what is your advice to them a young guy or whatever the people who are want to start their own stuff uh what is your advice to them based on your learnings in the past 2 3 years okay uh i i would like to actually take this question this way uh i have some advice for people you know for young entrepreneurs you know first of all please start thinking okay i i when i was young i remember when i was in class fifth i i was i asked my dad you know uh, that was your hobby he said my hobby is thinking so that time i was very upset like, i i i feel very upset i said thinking really think anyway what is so what is, uh, so strange in this so he said no if you think over a problem if you actually take time time and think over a problem sit with a pen and paper you know you will really find that you know you are exploring new ideas you are you are exploring new things you are exploring new ways of doing so today you know our life has become so mechanical you know uh, mm. we really don't have a time to think so <laughs> first thing is first advice is please start thinking take 10 minutes of your time and think on a problem you know which you are actually facing in your day to day life you sit with a pen and paper you will come to know that you know you this actually thinking let you think laterally you know the, the, hop, the habit of thinking will let you think laterally and you come out of better and better positions you know so that is point number 1 you know when the thing they generate ideas mm. now second is once you have an idea you should immediately start the execution mm. i i see many people with great ideas but then they it remains in the idea phase only so start execution start executing it you know you, probably you may fail you know you, you i i actually request them to uh, follow that parallel model first execution will be bad okay uh, second will be slightly better third will be slightly better and then the final your final uh, you know round will be a perfect system which will be working so execution is the second thing which i would like to advise number 3 Mm. Please have an unending trust in yourself, mm. your abilities, and your ideas. Because if we will not trust ourselves, then no one else will. <laughs> yes, let me tell you how what I have gone through. You know, uh, with the trust down the crepes. You know, we I I have faced a lot of uh, big bad you know you know big bads, criticism, uh, struggle, and. I have faced it all. You know, uh, there was a time when you know we we you know uh, we we did not have funds to even run the houses and the daily course. You know, but then we 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 had faith on ourselves that no, the technology which I am developing will definitely you know going to you know reap rewards. 
So have faith in yourself. So that's the point number three. Uh, next is, if you are starting up, prepare yourself for two to three years of non-stop work. Mm. Uh, you may have to do 18 to 20 hours a day for months together without any vacation. Wow. I don't want to scare budding entrepreneurs, but let me tell you, once you get into it, once you get into your passion, you will start actually enjoying it, you know, rather than feeling that it's okay, fine, the life, you know, one of my friends said once, you know, when I was actually uh, working at around 2.30 a.m. and they called me somehow and they said, what are you doing? I said, I'm just working on something. He said, come on, man. You know, get a job, you know, you'll get a good job, you know, <laughs> Monday to Friday work, Saturday, Sunday, be, be with your family, you know, enjoy, relax. So, so he has his own point of view. I don't say that he's wrong. I have my own point of view. I'm following my passion. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that is what, that's what I, the point which I would like to advise. Excellent. Uh, number fifth is, uh, prepare yourself for uncertainties. Keep some cash aside for any days. But it's very important because, you know, you have to also run a family, you know, you have to run your household and all that. Right. Uh, next point is, point number six is, start early in life. Uh, start what? I didn't catch. The more hey, early, early. Life. Start early in your life. Okay. Start early in your life. Start early in entrepreneurship. You know, people, people say, okay, fine, yeah, I will have, uh, you know, I will have uh, 20 years of experience and then I will have this much money and then this and this and this and then I will start. Hmm. I don't think that is the right time to start, you know. Never happens. It work a lot when we are young and energetic rather than when we are in 50s. Hmm. Okay. Because at that time we have a lot of liabilities, you know. So, so this is my thing. If you think that you can do it, start early in life. Got it. And last, but definitely not the least, uh, you must read a book titled The High Performance Entrepreneur by none other than Subhato Bhakti. Okay, Subrata Bhakti happens to be one of the founders of Mindtree. Okay. Yes, okay. And incidentally, like I am talking for Mindtree and then he is one of the founders of Mindtree. That book is like Bible to me. Wherever I go, uh, it's not that I read, I have read it once and done. I keep that book in my laptop bag and wherever I go, you know, in my free time, I just open and start looking at the pages. That's such an amazing book. It's such an amazing book. So that's what I have to actually talk to budding wow. entrepreneurs. Got it. Very, very inspiring. Thanks a lot, uh, Faizan, for your uh, very inspiring talk and uh, extremely good to hear uh, a real entrepreneur in action. Uh, you know, uh, we wish you the best and uh, we hope that, uh, you know, your uh, grips is in, uh, you know, in, in all the airports, not only your top 30, but in all the airports in the world. Uh, good luck with that. And thanks so much for, uh, you know, spending your time with uh, the Tris India listeners. Uh, thank you so much, Bala. Thank you, Molly. And uh, I'd like to thank all my uh, uh, listeners uh, you know, for the time which they will be taking out while listening to this podcast. It was nice, fun talking to you all. Great. Thank you so much. Thank Bye. Uh, Murli has been a silent spectator primarily because we've just uh, after a heavy lunch. So, <laughs> pardon him. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Good luck. Bye-bye.